got the team in. Cheryl Shaw, hello. Dr David Tabret, hello, hello. 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 Before we kick off Pet Chat, I just have to say a little earlier on, we spoke to Sean Green, uh, the mother of Emily Green, the 13-year-old girl from Wall's End that's very ill. It was quite an emotional interview and uh, I just want to say how humbled I am. We've raised over $3,000, the 2NURFM listeners, since that interview happened at about 10.30. That's amazing. Wow. And look, I don't, I don't want to embarrass anyone, but Gail, Daryl, we've got some anonymous. Bernadette has just donated $1,000. Aren't, aren't people generous? Mm. Judith, Sharon, I mean, Joseph, Deb, Lawrence, Annette, it goes on. These, these have all come in since that interview. Thank you so, so much. I know the family are just beside themselves with, with joy and they are so humbled. So thank you. And if you want that link, if you want to help, if you can help, au. It is actually on the homepage. So you can go to 2NURFM, scroll down and you will see Emily's story there and a beautiful photo from her. So thank you. Now, Pet Chat, mm. what are we chatting about today, Cheryl? Oh, I thought we might talk about tongues. Really? Yeah, dog tongues. Not licky licky. Some of them are pretty long. Mm-hmm. Aren't they? This could go anywhere. David's Talk, looking at me tongues. as if to say, what's talking happening here? Now, Debbie in Walzen, you have been waiting patiently. You've got a question for David Tabret. Um, yes, I'm after a rescue dog or something for my grandson who's 17 with problems, and the doctor recommended we get him a dog. Hmm. Okay, 17, you said? Yeah. Yeah. So we don't want a little fluffy thing like I've got because he might be a bit rough. Right. Okay. Um, well, a lot of it depends. When we there are different ways of looking at this. Okay, um, and I think it's probably best to actually start to think in a lot of different ways. So not just like, oh, I saw this breed and I like that, because we have to look at things like exercise, grooming, upkeep. Um, you know, where how much room do you need for the dog? Uh, those sort of things. So one of the things that I'm um, aware of is, and actually I saw a story on this last night. I talked to a lot of people on air and in my work where I say, we don't want to get a dog that wants to live with sheep. Okay. Kel- no, that's right. <laughs> yeah, Kelpies and Border Collies. I saw a show that's where there's right. a guy now who has sheep and people send their dogs to them to run around and herd the sheep right? Because these dogs are sitting in backyards and they're going a little bit stir crazy. So I think that's just one, even though they're very loyal, highly intelligent. Um, The thing I really come back to for a 17 year old, I'd be thinking about exercise. That's going to be a really big driver. So you've already mentioned, we don't want to necessarily have a little fluffy dog, but that doesn't mean there's not small dogs that need a lot of exercise. Okay. Um, well, so, he's always had Labradors, so that's his... Um, but Mum's saying no Labradors because of the hair. Yes. Ah, <laughs> see? Now we're starting to narrow it down. So yeah. we want to make sure that we're not shedding lots of hair. Um, and short-haired dogs still shed, okay? Um, yeah. But they might be a little bit easier to care for in terms of their coat. There are a number of breeds that we see, like in the Bull Terrier breeds and things like that, that have got short coats. But likewise, they'll often get skin problems, like they'll yeah. get skin infections and so on. Um, some of that's individual, some of it's breed-related. So short-coated dog, uh, I think the exercise is one thing I'd be really interested in. 
Um, how much um, exercise? Well, he, do that. he lives at Stockton, so they'd be at the water. Right. So a dog that doesn't, you know, mind water, that's another thing. The, th- the thing with the exercise is you've got to think also is how often, like not just whether we want to or not, but whether we can. Can we get the dog out once or twice every a day? day? Yeah. Him and his mum are out every day. So Excellent. Yeah, okay. So now I remember years ago, Cheryl, there was actually a website where you could go to Pet Select, I think it was called, .com.au, uh-huh. and you could just plug all these. It asks the questions. So it'll actually ask you, you know, short hair, long hair, exercise and so on. And you plug it in and what happens is you actually then get a list of breeds. All right, yeah. Okay. Now, having said that, those uh, kind of surveys and so on are going to give you purebred dogs. They're not going to give you a, a list of crossbreeds because obviously uh-huh. it might just be, well, you want to, um, you know, this particular breed or this particular breed, but actually... A suitable alternative might also be a crossbreed in that space. So I'd go and have a look at Um, petselect.com.au. Now, forgive me if it's not active, but it was years ago. I used to use it all the time. And it's really just looking at those factors that we've talked about. Okay? And then once you do that, you should get a list of breeds, and that'll actually help guide you, and then you just have to do the legwork and go looking for them. Okay, thank you so much, uh, Debbie, for the call. Really appreciate it. Let's go to Ian now in Tanilba Bay. Ian, what's your question for David? Yes, good afternoon. Hi. Uh, hey, David, how are you? Good, thanks. I've got a, I've got a little Jack Russell. Uh, he's about five years old now. He's a rescue dog. Yep. So I, he's fit as he'll run nine holes of golf and not a problem. But when he gets excited, he coughs. Right. Okay. So is he coughing with exercise? When you say excited, is that with the no, exercise? No, just when I get home or of an afternoon, like mm-hmm. he coughs dramatically, yeah. And then when he meets other dogs or other people. Yep, okay. What about of a morning when he gets up in the morning? No, not no. at all. Okay. Um, the reason I ask those questions is, I was first of all, I was thinking about heart disease. Um, but it doesn't sound like that's a feature because you mentioned his exercise tolerance and dogs that have heart disease, we often see them coughing first thing in the morning. Uh, the other thing I'd be wondering is that he's got some sort of dynamic airway issue. So what that actually means is that as he's breathing and he gets overexcited, he's taking bigger breaths and that generates negative pressure in his airway, which can cause some of the airways to collapse. Now, there are... Um, there are some breeds of dogs, not necessarily Jack Russells, but and it, I mean it can affect any dog, to be honest. But they um, actually have what what's called tracheal collapse. Okay, so that's where the the trachea is the windpipe, and it's made of cartilage. And in these dogs, they have a genetic issue, which means the cartilage doesn't form properly, and so it becomes weaker. And now some dogs, it's only just a little bit weak, so it's only when they get really excited. And they're generating a lot of negative pressure with their breathing. That's when it starts to occur. And some dogs I've seen very young where their airway is completely flattened when they breathe in. Um, And those dogs have a very characteristic honking kind of cough sound. They make this goose honk sound as they're breathing. So it may not be anything as bad as that. But sometimes if we'll see 
dynamic airway collapse. Unfortunately, there's not much in the way of treatment except um, treating any infections that the dog gets. There are some uh, cough medications that we use, and ultimately it's things like don't put pressure on the throat, use a harness, not a collar, and try not to let the dog get excited. So make your return to the house uh, very low-key so that the dog's not getting overexcited because every time this happens... It's just going to make it more likely that it'll happen again. Thank you for your call, Greg. 49216216, if you've got a question. We did just have a call, um, and that was from... Oh, sorry, thank you, Ian from Tenorba Bay. We've had a call from Greg from Walls End. Uh, Debbie called before looking for a, a dog that doesn't shed mm-hmm. for her grandson. He's recommended a Lakeland Terrier. He said no barking, no losing hair. So that could be a good one. I'm not I'm not familiar with Lakeland Terriers. Okay, this the lady did say that she didn't want a small dog and the Lakeland Terrier is still on the smaller side. So uh-huh. yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. And right. they do require grooming as well. All right. Experts all oh. around. We're in good hands here. Wayne in Gilliston Heights, you've got a question about tapeworm in dogs. Yes. Hi Wayne, how can we help? Yeah, mate. Um I've got a little three-year-old dog, Staffy, mm-hmm. and um, I had some builders at my place, and he said to me yesterday when I got home from work, he said, mate, I saw your dog have a poo today, and he said, when she finished, he said there was a, a big, long thing, like a f- flat rubber band hanging out of the bottom. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like so, a tapeworm. Yeah, that's what I thought straight away, and I, I put a... Um, an all-wormer and flea control on her regularly, once a month. Yep. Yeah, but um, she has escaped a couple of times from the yard. I'm wondering if she may have picked it up somewhere still. Um, there's, I mean, let's, let's assume, first of all, that it is a tapeworm. Then one of the things that we're doing with our regular worming is that we're reducing and clearing out what's in their system. But the thing is that... The tapeworm medication, and this applies to all worming medication, none of it will kill the eggs, okay? So uh, tapeworm's a little bit different because it's actually, it's not that they're ingesting eggs with with the tapeworm. So the most common one that we have is a tapeworm that infects fleas, and when the dog eats, chews fleas, is they actually will ingest, um, it's a stage of the life cycle called proglottids. So that actually is how they get into their system. But um, you mentioned about the flea control, which is excellent because that was, um, you know, the the thing I was going to mention, that that's the most common one. So it's important also, of course, for all our listeners is that in controlling worms, we're also controlling external and internal parasites. So that's important. Yeah. Um, if the dog has gotten out, could they pick it up elsewhere? Yeah, it's possible. But then I come back to the first point, which is uh, we're assuming it's tapeworm. It is possible it could be a roundworm. Because um, okay. it sounds like uh, you, it was a builder, was it, or the painter? Uh, a builder, yeah. Builder. Very observant. Um, that's inc- <laughs> incredible. Uh, it's the full service. The almost as much as I do. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure how close he wanted to get to uh, your dog's droppings. But nevertheless... Um, the other possibility is that it's a roundworm, in which case regular worming will... that The roundworm goes through the eggs larvae stage and the larvae, uh, the eggs hatch on the soil or in the grass and then the larvae are ingested um, and then there's a 
process they go through in the body before they can be killed off. And the worming tablet only works on the day that you give it. So it's just that because you're doing it regularly, you know, you'll clear them out. The other thing is um, if you see worms coming out of a dog, apart from um, tapeworm, I guess that's the thing, but if we see worms, then it means there's either you've killed them or there's not enough room inside the dog. Yeah. So it might actually be a sign that the medication's worked rather than that your dog has a problem. Oh, okay. Well, that'd be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I yeah. think it it just goes to the point is that we've just got to continue to maintain our schedule of regular worming for uh, pets and family. Not, okay. I'm not suggesting that they spread one to the other, but mind you, but um, I think it's just a reminder if it's all done at the same time that at least everybody's done. Yeah, absolutely. So with tapeworm, can you can they ingest that in water? Like, it, does tapeworm eggs or larvae go in water and that sort of thing? No, or, oh, no. Okay. Because they actually require a secondary host. So there are some tapeworms that have what we call tertiary hosts, and there are some that are secondary. Well, they're almost all. I'm pretty sure all the other ones are all secondary. There's not that many around that we get with dogs. The main one is the flea. Tapeworm, so it's always ingesting the flea. Yeah. Okay. I guess if the flea was in the water. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Look, it is Pet Chat 49216216. We do have a free line right now if you'd like to give us a call. Uh, let's have a look at our dog of the week now. Prudence is our pup of the week. Mind you, she looks like a bit of a big pup. Uh, she's a nine-week-old beautiful tan with a black face, mastiff cross female pap pup and she is available for adoption there's actually two dogs in the photo but she's obviously the tan one that's featured alone Mm. in the middle Uh, she has a very friendly nature she's a sweet loving girl both her and her sister scarlet oh so it's scarlet that's pictured with her uh are up for adoption they have been quiet pups with easygoing personalities she gets on very well with other dogs um and she's used to being inside and outside so she loves to run and play she will need access to both of these with her new home she loves company cuddles and she loves playing you know tug of war games she's also quite happy to snuggle up on the lap or on the lounge as well so no apartments obviously you know being a a bigger larger dog yeah she's going to need room to run around and be free yeah and this this is one of the things that we were talking about with debbie is like just making sure that we select a pet that fits our home our exercise how we want to you know do we want to have that regular grooming what's going on big dogs you got to feed them that costs a little bit more too so um just keeping all those things in mind when we look at selecting a pet Absolutely. If you would like more information, head to 2NURFM.com.au and go to Pet Chat and then Dog of the Week. Hi, Terry. Now, you have given us a call. Uh, what's your question today for David? Well, I've got a little uh, Maltese to cross, eight years old, and she's never, ever shed hair before. And just lately, on in the last week or two, there's little ringlets of hair start to fall off her. Like not big patches or anything, just little bits. That it's never happened before. I'm just wondering what's going on. Um, can you see on her coat where this is coming from? Any particular part of her body? No, I've already checked. You can't see it at all. Like she's pretty furry. She's just about due for another haircut. Right. Well, that's um, and that was the thing I was just wondering. I mean, all hair goes through a life cycle, and normally we don't see it. 
you know, really when it is shed because it's coming away in, in on single uh, strands, I guess. Um, but sometimes, you know, if it gets a little bit matted or there's a bit more of it, it'll start to clump together and you might actually see it. So it doesn't necessarily mean there's a problem, um, except I go back to the idea of like how regularly we're brushing and washing and so on before we kind of say that, you know, this is a, a disease or anything. Let's just see if we're talking about a regular grooming schedule. Because these dogs, although we say, oh, she's never shed hair, they do. Mm. It's just that you don't see it that much. Well, Cheryl, is this, I find that with our Maltese, it seems to be twice a year that we might see a tiny bit of hair come out and it is usually in a little clump, you know, you see a little Mm. bit of hair. So Sometimes, Sarah, what can actually happen, if the dog's um, got any problems with its ears and it's scratching, owners will often find more hair around because the dog will scratch around its ears and the nails will pull out some of that hair. So often clumping hair is a sign that there's a problem going on in the ears, but that's if it is the the dog scratching at the ears. But they do shed and some dogs shed at different times. So you may find that your dog is, um, you know, hasn't been groomed for a while, so there's a bit more hair coming out. Okay. Well, very interesting. 49216216. Kylie in Newcastle, you've got a Jack Russell that's always chewing the front doormat <laughs> when you leave it alone. Yes, that's right. <laughs> How old's your little one, Kylie? Uh, 18 months. Right. Yeah. Okay. And how long has this been going on for? Probably about 12. Yeah. And what, uh, well, two questions. Do you have any other pets? No. No. And um, any other toys for your dog to chew on? Yes, she loves chewing toys. They're all basically shredded. So she's just basically worked her way to to the front door. That's uh, (laughs) She's gone through all the toys and now we're just going to start on the furniture. (laughs) So, yeah, and the age fits, you know, that kind of 6 to 12, 18 months. We've got a, a rambunctious teenager slash young adult, too much energy. Uh, you leave them alone. Jack Russells are, I think, a pretty intelligent breed as well, and so they do need that mental stimulation. Um, when we give them toys, they'll chew them, but really what's the reward? What is the... Um, you know, the thing that they're getting out of it. And so that's why we kind of look for uh, trying to get them some toys that are a little more interactive. So the easiest one that I can think of is we often talk about is the Kong that's got food um, packed into it, frozen, and that'll... Basically, the dog's getting a reward from chewing on that particular toy for the whole day. And hopefully it lasts long enough that... um, you know, they don't get to the furniture or the mat. And the idea I would do is actually have two of them so that you've got one that's in the freezer and one that's out on the floor. And obviously you pick it up when you come home and clean up and go again the next day. Okay. Well, good luck, Kylie. Um, I would be really concerned if our doormat got chewed because it gives some vital information to our visitors and it actually says, who needs Google? My wife knows everything. So, (laughs) you know, we need to let people know at the door what's going on. Right. Because we're the team that likes to help. Well, David is and Cheryl, I'm just (laughs) come along for the ride, you know. Uh, Let's go to Louise. She's back. Louise in Glendale, what's your question for David? 
Hi, I've got this little dash out. He's seven months old now. Mm-hmm. Apart from destroying the house, he's out in the garden and he's pulling all the violets out of the garden and eating them. He's gone too far. He can't be pulling the violets out. <laughs> the house, the house, he can eat the house, but once he gets to the violets, we've, had, we've got to put our foot down. Now, Louise, um, how long have you had your little one for? I've had him since he was six weeks and four days. I've rang a couple of times because oh. he's still got a lot of issues. Right, okay. Um, now, has he done puppy preschool when he was We've younger? done that, Excellent. Yes. All right. And one of the things, and we were just talking to Kylie before about her Jack Russell, and a seven-month-old Dachshund has plenty of energy, as you've found out. And it's the same sort of thing. What we need to do is give your dog... Um, activities. Remember, these dogs are basically in their heritage are hunting dogs. They're ferreting dogs. They'll go down tunnels and things like that. And so we need to give your dog some activities that are interactive that actually get him engaged through the day. So, I mean, in the short term, if we want to keep the violets, we're probably going to have to fence them off. Okay. It's a big garden. And if he sees me doing any gardening and he's got the free range of the yard, then he'll go and pull everything out that he just seen me do. So I can't <laughs> garden in front of him or anything like that. And I've got a baby gate in the house so he can't go in the hallway because he's pulling all the carpet up and um, I can't sit on the lounge. That's all cordoned off. Right. Um, yes, he's quite... He's a um, naughty tedious. toddler. Yes, they, he is. Did you just say you can't sit on the lounge? No, I don't sit on the lounge because um, he's just going and ripping everything apart. Okay. Mm. You might need some more intervention than what we could probably cover here on the radio um, because from what it sounds like, this is happening all over. And, you know, we mentioned about having some toys and things like that that are interactive and I mentioned about tunnels but uh, it sounds like he's controlling the house now. Well, he is, and I've rang a couple of times. Um, he's still attacking me, quite vicious. Oh, um, I still remember Still biting this. and everything like that. Mm. Oh, dear. Um, and I'm thinking about getting him D6 because um, he's out of control that way as well. He's a male dog, isn't he? Yes, yeah. yes. I'd definitely get him de-sexed. Um, so I would suggest that what you do is book in to the vets to get him desexed, but also you need to tell this story and say you need help with his behaviour. Right. And um, I do know a couple of good vets who work in behaviour um, who are out your way. And so I think you'll find that um, you'll get some assistance there because, you know, just getting him desexed isn't going to fix this. It'll help but it's not going to fix it. So, yeah, we need to have a chat to them because we need some more uh, intervention. So without intervention, will it escalate? Yes. Is that the problem? It's just going to get worse and worse? He'll just control the house. A lot of people think, oh, little dogs won't, you know, I can look out, I can control them. Uh, Little dogs are... Can be small and fierce, can't they? Oh, they'll bow people up, you know. That's my lounge, not yours. That's my hallway. Oh, good luck, Louise. You love him so much as well. You can hear Louise is a good mum and, you know, she's uh, doing what she can. All right, so let's go to Helen in Minmai. Helen, you've just been listening to Louise's situation and you've got some potential advice. Well, all I can say 
Richard Louise, my 14-month-old dash out Coco, when she was eight weeks old, we watched, watched my husband pull some weeds out. Mm. Oh, He's very... a little gardener. Oh, little gardener. Oh, yeah, okay. after he saw her husband pull the weeds out. I mean, this is, they do learn, no doubt, they learn by watching. But uh, we have to say this is human behaviour, this is dog behaviour. Yeah, okay. Let's go to Jean in Curry Now, Jean, uh, you have advice for Debbie who phoned earlier and wanted a dog for her grandson. I am a big favour. Of greyhounds, adopting a greyhound. They're a big lounge lizard and they're just beautiful. Yeah, I'd, I'd second that. I, I think. hear that all the yeah. time. The greenhounds, yeah. yeah. Yes. Fantastic get, dogs. Because there's a there's a big push also and now there's a there's an actual program to retire racing greyhounds and they do, uh, they do make great pets yeah. as well. And they're all behaviourally assessed, you know, before you get them. Yeah. So yeah. they're really oh, well exactly. behaved. And, and uh, Cheryl, both you and David have said to me in the past that they are, I just always hear really good things, that yeah. they're really lovely, they're happy just to lie around with you, they're calm. Yeah, em- emphasis on lying around. <laughs> <laughs> would, you, would you agree with that, Jean? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, great advice, Jean. Thank you very much. Um, hopefully Debbie's still listening. Yeah, I didn't think of a greyhound up front when Debbie called, but not a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. well, don't worry, Jean's on it. I was thinking about getting one when I lost my husband and uh, my daughter brought home a a beautiful little um, purebred foxy for me so I can't have another dog. I've just got the one. Yeah. Yeah, I would have loved a greyhound. Well, thank you. That's a really great suggestion. Linda and Greta, now you've got a 13-week-old puppy with a bladder problem. Um, Yeah, we took it to the vet probably about three weeks ago and... What I noticed, she was laying on me, and I kept saying to my husband, oh, she's wet on me, the little bugger, while she's asleep. Yep. But then I, she was laying there, and you could actually see it dripping out of her. And I was like, oh, wow. Was she asleep yeah. when you saw that? Yes, yes, she was. Okay, thank you. Yes. Yeah. Um, so the vet said that it's, it's actually quite normal in puppies to do that, which I've never, ever had that happen before. But it is still continuing a little bit. So I've, I've like... She's fine in everything else. She's eating, she's drinking, she's putting on weight. She doesn't seem to be in pain. She's happy. But, yeah. Okay. Is she frequently urinating in between? Um, she does seem to go a fair bit. Like, we'll take her outside. Yes. And then you'll bring her inside. And then she is, like, within half an hour, she can wee on the floor. So, okay. Yeah. At, at that age, there is a, a higher incidence of um, getting uh, bladder infections. It's not. Yeah. I mean, when I say higher, I don't mean it's like happens all the time. But the thing I would worry about in young dogs is a problem called ectopic, E-C-T-O-P-I-C, ureters. Um, yeah. And this is a, a problem that they're born with and it starts to show up and pretty much exactly like you described. It's kind, oh. it's kind of hard to diagnose and ultimately they need surgery. I would suggest probably talking to your vet uh, again and asking if that's a possibility and you know, they may need to refer you to a specialist for assessment. The really that. best of luck, Linda. Let us yeah. know how you get on. would love to hear. That's just about it for Pet Chat today. Uh, it's come, it's gone, it's been a busy one. Cheryl Shaw, yep. David Tabbert, thank you both so much. Thank you.
Great to be here. Didn't get to either topics, which means homework's already done for next time. For next time. time. How good is that? We just love it. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.